Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Welcome to Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal discussion about our beloved series, Star Trek. You are listening to a previously recorded conversation. trailer <clears throat> yeah it's pretty cool all right here we are live on starfleet boy with my very special guest uh mr Sater. hello how are you doing good good excellent you're and you're uh at the starfleet oh no you're in cardassia yeah. prime that's right prime, yeah. <laughs> how's everything going over there today it's uh i mean it's always a beautiful day on cardassia prime yeah it's hot dry <laughs> yeah Hot and dry, and also I noticed your decor is not very green. Um, my other colleague, uh, Goldie Scott, has a lot of green in his Cardassian oh, decor. Yeah, well, I'm, I like it. I like it sparse. So, <laughs> a much more. Are you? Are you much more Spartan? <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Well, the reason we're coming together today is uh, there's been a lot of. Uh, interesting developments on the Star Trek Discovery front. And um, one of the things we want to do on Starfleet Boy is uh, when Star Trek Discovery starts airing, we're going to do, you know, discussions after the show. So uh, that'll be a fun current thing to do, it since, especially since right now the show is focused on Star Trek The Next Generation. And then we're going to eventually go on to, um, you know, the other, the other shows. But it'll be fun to talk about Star Trek Discovery as it's airing uh, come this January. So, lots of news. Uh, basically, Brian Fuller spilled the beans about a few things. Uh, he let the world know that uh, the lead character is not going to be a captain of a ship. Uh, not the captain of the Discovery, but rather a lieutenant commander. Uh, and the lead character is also going to be a female. There's going to be a lot of... Uh, aliens on the show and apparently um, a character who's gay and also the show will be set 10 years before the events of Star Trek the original series so I think that's pretty much all that was uh, discussed did you get more did you glean more out of it um, out of the news from yeah yesterday? I mean just you got all you hit all the main points um, there were a couple things like uh, you know, like since it's technically other than the pilot's gonna be on uh, like a pay per view thing. Oh yeah, like so CBS All Access or whatever. They're gonna, that's right. So they're gonna they're let, hoping let them cuss and stuff. You know, like <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's what he said. It's gonna be a little more raw or, or something. Yeah, it's gonna be edgier. Apparently, mm -hmm. there's probably gonna be. I think they're. Uh, they said there's definitely gonna be like you know 
some swear words said and maybe even some graphic uh, sexual encounters oh. which <laughs> I will start you know Star Trek doesn't shy away from sexuality no, for certain I feel but, like uh, I feel like they usually handle it like tactfully for network television yeah I agree I agree it's totally true and I think Star Trek Enterprise went pretty far with those oh, yeah. uh, those uh, crazy those like to Paul Tucker scenes yeah, and like the the doctor's like decontamination bay. Room That's it. The, the decontamination gel. <laughs> it's pretty awkward, weird thing to have to go through. But um, <clears throat> so we'll see what what Star Trek Discovery is going to offer on the sexy factor. But um, I'm not terribly excited about Star Trek Discovery. The 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 little teaser slash test footage of the USS Discovery was interesting, but at the same time, it didn't look very, um, I don't know, the ship ship's cool looking. Right, I like the design it, of the ship is cool. But I, I like that it references, yeah, that Ralph McQuarrie artwork that was supposed to be for uh, another, uh, you know, an abandoned Star Trek series uh, from, I guess, the 80s or the 70s. Hmm. And... Um, I think that, like, yeah, I agree, the ship looks cool. There's a lot of interesting things about the ship that I don't understand, like, um, it takes place, so, this takes place ten years before um, Star Trek, the original series, but this ship doesn't look anything like that era right. of Starship, and, may, and, and I know that the Enterprise, is, by the time, during this timeline... I believe the Enterprise is being captained by Christopher Pike, so it looks the Enterprise looks the same as it did on the original series, mm -hmm. and like you know, so I don't know what this ship is. is it like a, I'll, I'm I'm guessing by the bulk of it and the look of it that it's some kind of long range ship, and the the name oh, of it really? is Discovery. Oh, yeah, Discovery. Yeah, I'm just guessing. I don't know. It looks huge. It looks pretty big. I mean, like the nacelles have three bizarre ram scoops, and I. Yeah, I'm getting a little nerdy here, <laughs> but like, but like it implies to me that it's a really robust um, nacelle, and and maybe like, you know, the ship's designed to go, uh, you know, really long distances. It kind of reminds me, actually, funny enough, of uh, the a little bit with a saucer section and nacelles placed on it of the um, the starship in that Atlantis universe. Uh, series. Did, are you, did you ever watch the Stargate series? Stargate Atlantis? No. Not Atlantis, Stargate Universe, sorry? No. Well, I mean, you know, sure, a couple episodes, but not like... My parents well, like really love it. They had like all the <laughs> box sets, but I never I never got into it. Stargate's pretty cool if you get a chance, but although it's like been on the air for like an insane amount of time, so there's a lot of episodes. No, yeah, I saw it. I used to see them, like, like... <laughs> boxes and boxes and boxes of them. Damn, you guys love that show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm guessing it's some kind of long range ship, um, and, and based on the name with the, the name Discovery, Discovery, right? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Like, I doubt that the they would name a warship the Discovery. You know, well, I mean, no Starfleet ships are supposed to be warships, but except for the Defiant. But you know, that's splitting hairs, right. I guess. Yeah, right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Although you know, it's good to have defensive capabilities. Oh, yeah. You can't go out into the universe, you know, foolhardy. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, let's. I don't want to skip ahead because you're on a track, but I think I kind of like, I don't know, took you off it of <laughs> no talking about how the trailer looked. 
Like, because I agree. Like, it looks like... Do you guys have Regal Cinemas there? Oh, we... I think we do, but I... Um, I saw... I went to see Star Trek uh, Beyond at the Cinerama. No, I'm just talking about this. Just the chain, Regal Cinema. Oh, yeah, we definitely okay, do. Okay, you know, like, when you go to the movie and you sit down, <laughs> and before it starts, it's like that roller coaster like cgi yeah you know? yeah like that's yes. what it looked like it was that quality it was the regal theaters like roller coaster with the popcorn popping and the big soda like that was the quality of it and they don't get me wrong they've updated that since like 1992 or whatever when they first like introduced <laughs> that little like thing like i love it like don't get me wrong i love that i love the nostalgia of every time i go to a regal cinema seeing that like silly little lead-in you know but the it, CGI for Discovery, like the teaser clip, looked bad. Like it yeah, looked... it's de- definitely unfinished. Like I feel like there's better stuff on on YouTube. Yeah. That, that fans are making. You're absolutely right um, about that, and and that's a great comparison to the <laughs> Regal. <laughs> no, when I saw it, that was the first thing that came to my mind because it's the same kind of start. Like if you go through like. The weird little thing and it's kind of like space station-y ask you know and they're like oh it's a roller coaster you know like i don't know <laughs> there should have been like popcorn popping right. out of the deflector mm-hmm. dish or something like that <laughs> oh boy um but yeah that so there's been a few things like i don't really i i'm not i don't know anything about how hollywood works or like timelines or anything like that but it's also a little concerning that like you know, the show's going to air in January. How many months away is that? Like, that's, like, now less than six months, right? Yeah. And, um... But the, the, they, I think it's only the pilot that's going to air in January. Right? Well, it's it's 13 episodes, and I imagine, I imagine they'll be out every week. I don't know. Maybe they'll do them I feel I, random, I have, I have a feeling they'll do a pilot in January, but the show probably won't start for, like, a couple months after that. Oh, no, that's so lame. I hope that's not the case. But anyways... They haven't. I I guess they haven't even cast right. the show. The, <laughs> the the sets aren't really built. I don't think. And uh, you know, and you would you would. I mean, you would think the show would have started filming a year ago, or like more than you know six months ago, and they would have had a cast by now and like a whole season planned out. But I don't know. It's very interesting. Maybe it's going to be a new way of making television as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully the whole series does start in January, but I don't think there's no way they could cast and do all the principal photography and then, like, do individual scores for each episode, which I guess they probably Oh, and do. special effects, Special too. effects oh my for gosh, each episode. Oh, my gosh, true. You're right. It just sounds crazy. Yeah. Like, they're not... I, I mean, unless they're, they're keeping a lot of it, like, under the hat, you know, like, maybe, yeah, maybe it's cast it's... and they're shooting right now, but they don't want to talk about it. That'd be, that'd be really great, because <laughs> I would, I would feel more confidence about the show. I mean, like, I mean, look at the show Battlestar Galactica. I don't know. Did you watch the Battlestar Galactica show? Some of it. I, you, haven't, the I haven't done the whole series yet. <laughs> it was a sci it was on Sci-Fi Channel, it was you know, relatively low budget show, but phenomenal. And I know that the CG, uh, the CG I thought in that was way better. And that's like already like five years old now (laughs) than what we saw in the little discovery trailer, the little preview. So yeah, it's a little concerning. Um, did anything about the announcements, uh, catch your attention or, or please you, uh, 
you know, for the discovery announcements that Brian Fuller made yesterday? I mean, <clears throat> when they, he mentioned that, like, the, the uh, pilot or premiere episode will, like, start with an event that's, like, referenced through the original series, and they're like, oh, original series fans will, will know what this is. You know, like, what do you think it is? Because he said it's not the Romulan War, and it's not, uh, like, the forming of uh, Section 31. The funny thing is, is that I can't even think of what it, <laughs> it might be. And I consider myself a huge original series fan. I'm, I'm going to be excited to bring this up the next time we're all together with the Doctor, um, because I think he'll have an idea of it. But there were a few funny things on Twitter, a few reactions, and my favorite was actually a Next Generation reference. There's a, a treaty between the Federation and the Shellyak, and that's about the only thing that takes place in this time frame. <laughs> so, the Shellyak are these, like, they look like they're made of coal or something. They look okay. kind of like, yeah, it's, they're coming up in season two. We'll probably talk about that episode All soon. Right. Uh, <laughs> so that's about the only thing that I can think of. And maybe um, it'll start, it'll be like a <laughs> DS9 thing. And I, th- I think I think Enterprise had a original series episode, didn't they? Yeah, uh, what do you mean, like the... Uh, the, the well, Enterprise had that interesting episode um, with the constellation from the future or something. Like, it was the Mirror Mirror Universe, so they had like a glimpse into the future with the next generation vessel, which looked like the uh, Enterprise, the seventeen oh one. I didn't see that episode. I have to okay. watch it. I heard it's an awesome. Episode. What I was gonna say um, is maybe it's like a the trouble with tribbles. Like that's gonna be the. The major, the, yeah. <laughs> the major event that's talked about is the Tribbles. And so, I don't know. There's also um, a lot of fans of Axanar are saying that, that the reason why CBS and, you know, is so adamant about um, getting Axanar off the air is that the event might be the Battle of Axanar, hmm. um, which I don't know a whole lot about. I just know that it involves the Klingons and it's really brutal and so on and so forth. But... Um, so that might be something that they're they're gonna do. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It 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 provokes me to want to watch the original series and see if I can catch the reference or figure it out. But so far, I haven't seen anything pop up that that seems like nothing like, came to mind. Just like oh, it's yeah. probably this. And and on the internet, I mean, I'll do a little extra research, but I haven't seen anything pop up definitive on the internet either. So. I'm sure there's like huge greater Star Wars Star oh Star I have Star Wars on the brain uh, today because the Rogue One uh, second trailer dropped and it was pretty excellent. Now that's how you do a movie trailer or get excitement going, folks. Star Trek needs to learn just a little bit from Star Wars, I think. Wait, you don't like the Beastie Boys? <laughs> I love, actually love the Beastie Boys, but like they use that song in every trailer for the yeah. last three movies, so it's like, it gets a little like, mm-hmm. but going back to Star Trek Discovery, um, you know, I, I think that, I think that it's another thing that I have a complaint about, I guess, is that I really, although I am, you know, I'm happy that Star Trek's coming back to television, uh, in a sense, um, we'll touch on the the CBS all access thing in a second, but, um, but I, 
wish that someone would write, like, I wish they would have written a series that took place um, after Star Trek The Next Generation. Like, I would right. love to see things going forward. Right. That was what I was going to, like, want to talk about, too. Was like, oh, cool. Why, so you agree, yeah. Why the original series timeline? Like, why during that time frame? You know, like, they should be yeah. going... I mean, they already did Enterprise, which is kind of before, you know. Yeah. And so, I thought Enterprise did a good job of filling in the gaps right. of the early days of the Federation. And then, you know, you have Star Trek First Contact, which kind of goes even further back and, like, kind of gives you a clue as to what, you know, was going on uh, during uh, that time, that period in Earth's history. And, you know, it would have been really... I think it would have been really nice to continue in the next generation you know, I was excited that we're in the prime timeline. I thought it would have been neat if, like, maybe we went 30 years or 40 or 50 years into the future from the next generation. And I would have been cool if the if it would have been the discovery in that timeline. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that would have been a neat thing to explore. I'm not necessarily attached to a Star Trek show having the USS Enterprise, and I get it. It's like, you know, what are you going to do, the Enterprise J, the Enterprise you know, the Enterprise F, like, what is it, exactly. <laughs> you know, like... I mean, um, if, if they chose this time frame, they couldn't even do an Enterprise, I don't think. I mean, without having Christopher Pike and... You know, yeah, like, or actually, yeah, a bunch it's of, like, like, it would be really original weird. Original series tie-ins, like, instantaneously, yeah. I mean, the possibility, it's kind of cool that the possibility exi exists that characters like Spock can can be seen on the show you know you never know because Spock is certainly out there and um, you know even even you know I guess Chris Pike would be great to see him on the show but at the same time it's like I I would prefer as a as a fan and I think the spirit of Star Trek is to always move forward and it's just kind of weird that um, the last series and these and these most recent movies are all about going back what do you think that why do you think that is because you obviously agree with me but why do you think uh hollywood or you know tv studios think it's better to go back like what, what do you think behind that <clears throat> I, I think i don't know I, I think they took a gamble with jj abrams on the first one you know he's like i can make a good movie it'll be entertaining and it'll probably make a lot of money but you never know you know but the original series has a, <clears throat> like, obviously, like, a huge following, right? So it's safe. It's safe to go back and remake that. It's like a built-in kind right, of... Right, it's a built-in audience. Like, yeah. it, like, anybody who likes Star Trek will go see that, you know? Because it's instant, like, you know the characters, you know, like, you already are invested. And um, I feel like this is the same kind of thing. Like, those movies are hugely successful worldwide, like... I'm sure when I went to see it in the theater, it was like the week after it had come out, and there was yeah, a good amount of people in the theater, but it wasn't packed, you know. But then you have to think of worldwide. Like, pretty much anything that comes out of Hollywood now is what, what is it going to do internationally? Like, how much money is this whatever? Hey. <laughs> going to make... Is that spot? <laughs> yeah. Going to make in China. You know, like... And because they're going to syndicate, or not syndicate, but like, you know, use a CBS All Access, it's going to sell this show to like internet or even probably networks in other countries. So it's like, yeah, that, I mean, that has a huge built in audience from the movies and placing it, I mean, not in the same 
timeline because it's you know augmented, but you know they'll get it. Local local domestic audiences will be able to watch the new Star Trek show on the CBS All Access, you know, pay for you know, subscription based uh, uh, network. And then abroad, I think they're going to air it on Netflix. It'll be available on Netflix. Okay, so cool. Netflix already has the license to do it um, internationally or whatever. But I, you know, I think it's interesting that they're banking, they're banking a, a huge. They're hoping that, and and it's going to happen because obviously I'm definitely going to you know subscribe when the time comes to right. that. A lot of people are going to subscribe to this just to see Star Trek. But it's a shame that Star Trek is not going to be available on television. Like, you know, I think it's like, there's something about sitting together. I mean, and you can do this with these, you could have an Apple TV or, a, you know, a Fire Stick or whatever. You can still watch it on your television, I guess. So I guess it doesn't really make a difference. But well, it's, it's, it's the having to be home on like Friday night or Thursday night. At or a whatever. certain time. Right. And like, having the anticipation of the episode coming out like oh like ooh you know especially cuz they said this is going to be he said it's going to be like <coughs> not episodic you know it's going to be like more novel-esque or whatever like a serial yeah, kind of thing where you, yeah well DS9 did that really mm-hmm. well i thought and you know enterprise also had a whole season where they were obsessed with the zindi so <laughs> it was like you know i think that's definitely something that that's being you know being done and I like that kind of television. I mean, like, Game of Thrones, that's, I think, part of its success is that, like, you're dying to find out, you know, you're left with these, like, tremendous uh, cliffhangers and you're dying to find out what happens in the next episode. And, you know, it's just, like, uh, this new uh, Netflix series, Stranger Things, you know, that was so exciting. And it was kind of, like, after, like, eight episodes, you get, you feel like you've watched, like, a really great movie, you know, where you can really get character development done and things like that because you're not you know you don't have to tie everything up in two hours or or whatever so i kind i do like that idea i hope i hope that works really well yeah that's that's exciting to see i mean because i guess brian fuller worked a lot on ds9 didn't he didn't he yeah or voyager i thought he was a yeah i thought he was a voyager but well, he i looked might at have his imdb and i saw oh, he's also DS9 on ds9 on wow that's <clears> awesome okay yeah i mean he's definitely someone who's a fan um I think he, you know, also Nicholas Mayer is on the project and he's the director of Star Trek Two and Star Trek Six, And, you know, he really defined kind of like the original series movie uh, era look and feel. And I think that's important to have him on this project. He's a very good director and writer and consultant, I think. Um, I'm excited that, you know, there's a lot of rumors that, is it Angela Bassett? They want, a lot of fans want Angela Bassett to play a captain. Huh. But apparently now the lead character is not going to be a captain, so it could be Lieutenant Commander. Well, do you think, okay, Angela do you think Bassett. they're going to do it like <laughs> DS9 style where the person commanding the ship is a Lieutenant Commander? Or do you think there's going to be a captain, but the focus of the stories will be on the Lieutenant Commander X or whatever? The impression I got is that, like, yeah, the captain will not be the main character. It will be... The oh, no, no, yeah, I, I agree with yeah. that. But, like, and do that, you and think that there will be exactly a captain what, on the ship? Regardless? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think that's the impression that I got. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I don't know how, like... I don't know. It'd be, like... The thing that I like about Star Trek also is that 
yes, the captain is like a central figure in all of the shows so far, like the the commander or the captain or whatever. But throughout this course of the show, you really do get a balanced um, kind of view of all the characters. So I don't think it makes a difference if you change the focus. Like you know, there's there for a lot of fans, Star Trek: The Next Generation is about a different character. Like some fans really identify with Commander Riker, so the show is more about Commander Riker for them, you know? And for some people, the show's really about Data or Geordi or Dr. Crusher. And so, the, you know, I think Star Trek already does a great job at that. But, you know, so I don't mind. I'm curious to see how they execute this uh, yeah. this little thing. I mean, yeah. since you said, what, you said you saw it's only going to be 12 episodes? I think 13, 13 episodes. Okay, well, I mean, you can't really explore all the characters fully in that short of episode like i think number you know i don't because i mean how many episodes are in next generation per season like 20 something 26 26? yeah Yeah, like that's that's a lot of episodes and i agree with you like next generation isn't jean luc picard flies through space you know it's the whole team it's everybody you know and that actually scares me that it's only going to be 13 episodes and that they're putting that they're saying they're putting so much focus on the lieutenant commander because it's like none of the Star Trek shows are about the captain. Like, I mean, I guess like right, DS Nine, yeah. I mean, like they the are... big arc is about the uh, God, what's his name, the emissary, Commander Cisco, you know? like, <laughs> yeah. like Cisco, Cisco and the and emissary. Captain Cisco, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, in a way, though, I, I have to say that, I mean, Star Trek, the original series, is definitely about Captain Kirk, I think. Um, and then later, you know, it definitely becomes more about Kirk, Spock, and McCoy mm-hmm. as the show ages into the movies. Um, and then Star Trek The Next Generation is a little, you know, it, you know, you can argue that Captain Picard's story is the most, you know, Im- not important per se, but like the most kind of every everything stems from him, you know, like he he's definitely the central figure. The big of Again, the big arcs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Locutus arc, like the Borg arc. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, even just like, you know, in all good things that like it's like Picard's story itself. You know, it is that Star Trek series is definitely about Picard. You can argue that Commander Sisko, Captain Sisko is definitely the central figure in DS9. And Captain Janeway stands out as the central figure of Voyager. So, you know, uh, on Enterprise, again, that's the show that I've... There was, like, a... It was a period of my life where I was just like, no, what are they doing? (laughs) And I didn't didn't finish watching it. I've seen all the episodes, like, hodgepodge. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I know what happens, but... Well, the the uh, weird thing for me is I didn't even know it it was on air. Like, I saw Enterprise for the first time on Netflix. Like, I had no idea there was a new Star Trek on TV. Like, by that oh, time, wow, I had stopped crazy. watching TV, you know? Like, so, like, I didn't <laughs> have a TV. So, I guess I just missed it. I was like, oh, whoa. You know, like, a Star Trek. Cool. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, Enterprise, I think, was kind of like... A, it was a sad show in the sense that, like, it did, it did get canceled, which yeah. is crazy. All the other shows got you know, seven, seven seasons. Seven seasons, and, yeah. Yeah, and this one only had three, so... And then no one, like, made a campaign to save it. Well, I mean, I'm sure some people made a campaign to save it, but it didn't work. And then it wasn't until the J.J. Abrams reboots that Star Trek kind of, um, you know, came back to life, if you will. 
Um, I just hope that the, that's not going to happen again with this series. Like, I, and and to address kind of uh, earlier, you talked about the thirteen episodes not being enough time to tell a story, and I I really agree with you. And I, but interestingly, uh, this thirteen episode sort of model is like kind of average now for television. Um, Battlestar Galactica would do these like things where they would do like mini seasons. So they had season like 2.0 and 2.5, you know, and each, each mini season was like maybe five or six episodes. It wasn't that much. Um, Game of Thrones is only 10 episodes per season. And I think it's going to be eight next season. And Yeah. Next season is only going to be eight episodes. <laughs> and, uh, Sherlock <coughs> is three episodes a season. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, not, Doc, not they Doctor can, Who's they can tell also a story 13 in thirteen episodes, but not hash out the usual suspects of characters that Star Trek usually hashes out. Yeah, like there's not going to. Yeah, be I, de- I mean, I definitely right. I long for the twenty six episode season, and I think that like that would be wonderful. Uh, but I'm happy with whatever I right, can get yeah, for yeah. now. <laughs> it's like, I'll pay the six dollars yeah, and watch every episode. You know? Is it is it, so? Is it going to be six dollars a month? That's what is I that saw it? somewhere. I'm not sure exactly cool. which website it was on, but I I went to the CBS uh, All Access uh, website and I saw that already they do have all the series streaming now. So if you subscribe to CBS All, if you don't already have Netflix. Mm-hmm. And you subscribe to CBS All Access. You can watch every Star Trek show on on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. So. Um, so that's about it as far as the news is concerned. Um, you know, again, nice little teasers, nice little hints at things. So th- I guess we can move into the world of speculation now. So like. Based on your knowledge of the original series and the Enterprise and kind of like figuring out that this is 10 years before the original series and, you know, what do you think, what do you think some possibilities are that you could guess that might be exciting about this new show? Hmm. I don't know. Honestly, I couldn't say. Like, because I didn't really watch the original series, really. I mean, Enterprise, I think, was probably like 100 years or so, 50, 100 years before, you know? So, I mean... Yeah, it's like 70. I thought it was 70 years, but yeah, it's a long time Right, before. so, I mean, it's my main basis of... You know, it's kind of old. <laughs> so, I, I have no idea. It could be anything to me, you know? I just hope there's Cardassians in it, but I doubt it. Cause oh, no, that's a TNG I think, thing. No. <laughs> yeah, I think the Carda- we don't meet the Cardassians until TNG, mm-hmm. so I doubt they'll be in it. Um, there was some. <laughs> they're they're around. They're in their yeah, right, yeah, they're hanging space. Out. They're yeah. like hanging out. Who knows if the discovery accidentally slips into a, you know, like some kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, space conduit that takes them to Card- meet the Cardassians earlier or something. Maybe but... in like fifty years, Cardassia will be uh, invading Bajor. So, <laughs> <laughs> what if the discovery is a time an experimental time ship? That's crazy. I mean, I don't think they that would might do be that, kinda... but... <laughs> I mean, they're... Well, be... may, well, you know, because in uh, Enterprise, there's all the, like, temporal mumbo-jumbo, you know? Temporal Cold oh, yeah, War the... and, you know, like, all like that crazy guy that kept showing up in Enterprise. So maybe, it was like, you know? Yeah, it's true. The, that was the Enterprise J, actually, the future space uh, 
time vessel, but I don't I don't know if I like all that stuff. No, but <laughs> I hope it's not, but it might be. I being an LGBT uh, Q person, I am excited that there's going to be a gay character on the show that we'll get to develop more than just like a a scene in a movie. That would be really neat. Right. Um, but actually, it's not the first gay character. Obviously, there's been like. You know, on DS9, we had the first, I, th I think DS9 is responsible for the first uh, uh, homosexual kissing scene between Dax and, uh, and uh, another character yeah, name, who I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, Voyager might have done something, I'm not sure, but, um, but also, you know, in the new Star Trek Beyond, there was the scene with, you know, John Cho's uh, version of Sulu. Uh, is gay and that was exciting. So yeah, I think it'll be neat to have an actual character. Well, what did you and like? I mean, this isn't about <laughs> discovery, but what did you think about that? Like making Sulu gay, like the, I, the, I was all for the character. It. Yeah, yeah, I was all for it. I really like the explanation. If you get a chance, if you haven't done so already, read Simon Pegg's response to George Takei. Okay. Um, Having seen the movie and the whole scene, what I did think was ridiculous was all the hype or craze around it. Right, I mean, like, it really wasn't anything big. There was really, yeah, there was hey, no, like... Let <laughs> me give you a kiss, okay, you know, see you guys yeah, later, you like, know, because they, they, I think they, when they just got on the station, right, like, it was like, I missed yeah, it's you, like, and I'm like, okay, see you later, that's it, like... <laughs> it's a really sweet scene, it's, it's not important... Uh, as far as the film is concerned, it's important maybe, you know, uh, sociologically right. or, you know, like from that perspective, and that's great. And I'm all for it. I'm all for Sulu. I like that, you know, George Takei is a very outspoken, um, you know, person in the uh, LGBT community. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, I was, I was actually more surprised that he didn't think that Sulu should be gay. Um, but I liked, again, I liked it. I didn't mind. I think, you know, everything's topsy-turvy in the Kelvin timeline anyway, so why not change a few fundamental facts yeah. here and there? You know, it's like, and there's nothing to suggest that, you know, Sulu himself, uh, you know, isn't, could have gone, the you know, the, the original Sulu could have been gay or bisexual or, you know, maybe that's not even a label that people care about in the future. You know, maybe people's, uh, people embrace like right, a more fluid right. sexuality like that's, in the future. That's how I always kind of assumed Star Trek was. It was just like it wasn't. A, I mean, we're you know uh, George Takei or Takei made it an issue, you know. But like I, I feel like in the Star Trek universe, it's, none of that stuff is like nothing sexuality wise is no. You know everything's cool. Like everything's gravy. Like yeah, no worries. Like a, you know, like yeah, it's just how it should be. You know. Which is how Star Trek <laughs> usually is, you know, or strives to be. Right. It's, it strives to show humanity at, at its best, mm -hmm. and I think that that is definitely, you know, humanity at its is at its best when there's just, you know, a lot of acceptance and, and tolerance and like un and and people try to understand. You know, seek to understand is like a fundamental thing in Star Trek, and it's something that we can all apply to our personal lives. So yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I think it's going to be exciting that there will be a character. By the way, a little trivia, Ensign Hawk in Star Trek First Contact is the scene that uh, that identifies him as gay was written out somehow, but he was supposed to be the first gay character on screen. Ensign and Hawk is 
He the guy in Band of Brothers. You watch that HBO show? Like he's in. Oh, Band I haven't seen that show, but he might be. Is the he same like the actor. super blonde he's... guy? Like I'm not sure. Yeah, in First Contact, he's he's the one at the helm who later on the, gets con- when they're when they're trying to detach the deflector array, he gets converted to a board. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, same yeah, guy, same actor. That's him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, another thing I'm excited about is. Um, you know, having um, I I am excited about Star Trek, a whole new Star Trek. But again, it's like there's a lot of things that like worry me because I feel like um, without, I mean, just ten years before TOS, like why not just? <laughs> that's the main thing that just worries right, me. Right, like, think, and like, if they wanted to do something new, which I mean, I guess it kind of is, you know, because there's. I mean, it has 10 whole years to catch up to what people already know. You know right. Like, We're not even going to have the Romulan Wars. Right. It's not even going to be like Romulans, you know, I don't know. It's, I mean, we'll, they could have we'll gone see. 100 years after <laughs> TNG and written something completely new. Yeah. I know. I mean, imagine like a show set, at, like imagine everything goes, you know, okay, like Picard gets old, he passes away, and then... You know, somewhere in, in that time period, um, the Borg figure out a way to actually, you know, mess up the Federation. Like, many Federation worlds are, are assimilated. Earth is, like, the last kind of bastion of hope for, you know, the alien races of the Federation, but it's in tatters. Like, many, you know, basically the Borg have drawn this, like, intense line. And so, you know, you have this kind of, like, ragtag lesser version kind of grittier version of the federation and of starfleet and you have a a whole story set in this like really dark dark time and it can be done because it's like not a time that we know about you know and it's like you can kind of explore it and like i don't know that would have been just for me that like i'm not even a you know i'm not even a writer for star trek and i'm like oh that sounds like a good (laughs) idea Yeah, I mean, you could, they could do so many different things that would be new. But I'm still going to watch it, and hopefully it's really Yeah, good. <laughs> so I guess that's our verdict is right. uh, we're still going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Do you have anything else to, to add to the discussion? Oh, yeah, well, one thing we didn't mention is uh, it's confirmed that there's going to be robots in the show. Did you see that? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, but he just said, like, somebody from the audience, like, at Comic-Con or whatever, asked, are there going to be robots in it? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I did see, I did read the thing about the artificial intelligence will play a role in it. So that also bothers me because, because and I think Star, the movie versions of Star Trek, the, the, the Kelvin timeline, do a good job of this. We know the computer's, like, super advanced, but, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't really, like... It's not, like, you know, a computer that you can have a conversation with. In the original series, it was the same. Like, the computer just kind of did answer... You know, it kind of, like, you gave it a command and it answered you. And it was also really, like... If you remember the original series, uh, computer voice was, like, computing. It was, like, very right. computery. Like, you know, it wasn't, like... Later in Star Trek The Next Generation, you have... Majel uh, Barrett Roddenberry doing the right. voice, and it's like a very friendly, you know, uh, sounding voice. But that's the other thing is that like, and then I think on Enterprise, I don't even think the computer had a voice, right? They no. just like 
interface with it yeah. like we do today with computers. So it is interesting that they're going to tackle artificial intelligence and like I'm a little puzzled. I hope that the um, computer is not more advanced than it's supposed to right. be. You know, so that's my other problem is like there are a lot of restrictions that I will, I will as a fan, expect them to follow <laughs> or have a really good explanation why as to why they're not following. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens when the show actually airs. Great, great point. I forgot about the AI thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing I read, it just said, like, a response, there will be robots. Like, I didn't even see, yeah. it, like, that it would be, like, an AI thing. Yeah. I don't know what, <laughs> I was like, robots, okay. <laughs> I mean, it could be fun. I mean, you know, that would make... There is a, lo a lack of robots in Star Trek, and mm. I think that's kind of an interesting... Um, interesting um, commentary like you know the humans and uh aliens and, and star trek i think still do things for themselves data is like an exception he's an android in the original series we we do see androids we do see like you know mud's women and like you know some other examples of androids so they do exist out there but they're not it's not like star wars where there's like tons right. of droids that do everything you could possibly imagine from taking out the trash to cleaning your windows um, and it seems like in Star Trek, it's like a person, uh, you know, will actually do those things, still does those things. Like, so you can kind of imagine that there is some automation, but, you know, it's not a lot. Right. I do think, though, that it is inaccurate. I think that, um, as is evidenced by the popularity of robots already, like, you know, you can buy a robot that vacuums your home and it's pretty popular. Like, a lot of people have that. Yeah, those and, those like, things are so expensive. Those, like, Roombas? Like, 500 bucks. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, it has, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But you could buy one. No, yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, uh, considering how long they probably last, I mean, it might be a good investment. It's always cleaning your floor. It's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, and they're huge, too. They're, like, this big. Like, yeah. I haven't seen a small Roomba, although that would be great for my apartment. <laughs> I, would, I would consider getting a small Roomba. No, right, like, I have a one-bedroom apartment. If I got one of those Roombas, it would just... But I feel like it would just run into the wall like instantaneously. <laughs> Constantly. Like, oh. it's <laughs> but um, yeah, it'll be cool to see ro robots in Star Trek. I think that's a fun, fun thing. But then, like, how do you explain if there's a lot of robots in Star Trek Discovery? How do you explain the lack of robots later on? So they're gonna have to come up with all these things. Well, and, <laughs> and like... I think you said that there's gonna be more aliens, like more Starfleet aliens, in the show. Than, Which I like. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. I mean, Although unless, unless they're CGI aliens, because then that's lame. Yeah, I think it's going to be prosthetics. I saw a cool tweet from Brian Fuller, I think, uh, this week that showed Andorian, what looks like Andorian uh, antenna. Hmm. So, you know, I think that, like, it's going to be exciting to see what they what they come up with. I mean, we have, we can, I think we can definitely have Klingons, um, you might be you'll have Vulcans for sure and right. Dorians. No Ferengi, no Cardassians. Uh, I don't think, you know, Bajorans or anything like right. that. But there's a lot of aliens in Star Trek, I mean. Right. You know, so who knows? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean I was hoping it was gonna be like a I was hoping it was gonna be a, an obsidian order show. And <laughs> I would have been happy with that. Well, you know, um, uh, the other thing about Star Trek Discovery that I 
you know, it still says in the in the little teaser, it said New Cruise. Uh, and someone suggested that the show might, you know, every season might take place with a different, hmm. a whole different, you know, kind of like, um, what's that show that everyone, True Detective, right. like how it changed up every season. Um, That'd be cool. And that'd be cool. I mean, like, and I would love it if they hopped around. Like, mm-hmm. it would be neat if, like, okay, so maybe we spend this season in this event. Like, maybe that is the focus of this season is, like, this, this like, event that's supposed to take place. And then next season, maybe it is the future of Star Trek. Or, you know, so, yeah, if they're going to do something like that, I think that's more exciting. I agree. That sounds really cool. <laughs> it does. <clears throat> so... On a scale, I don't know, we don't have to do a scale, but like how excited are you for the new, uh, the new Star Trek Discovery show? Right now, mildly excited. You know, like I'm okay. not like, ooh, I can't wait, you know, like. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm hopeful and I'll be stoked to watch it when it comes out, you know. I'm, I'm in the same t- place. It's like a wait and see kind of like, I'll definitely watch it. I'm hoping it doesn't suck. Um, but part of me is a little afraid that it is not going to be great. <laughs> right. But then I'm going to still so. watch it because yeah, got to support even, <laughs> even if it's horrible, I'll still watch it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's a terrible thing. We shouldn't. We're, we're supposed to. We're supposed to vote with our dollars and send a message. And yeah. even Star Trek, as sacred as it is, needs to be uh, a great quality show. And it so, should be. If, if the studios think that we'll just take whatever they give us, then they'll put out crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why, like, what? how many years has it been since Enterprise went off the air? You know? It's been a lot. I think it went off the air in 2005, wow. if I'm not mistaken. So it's been 11 years, I think. Well, it's yeah. crazy because I feel like I grew up in, like, the best time for Star Trek. You know, like, I was a young kid when TNG was on. And then, like, I was, you know, in my... Tw- tweens or whatever when ds9 like got rolling you know and then voyager was the same kind of thing you know but it's perfect so many shows all at once you know like well i think that was the height of star trek on television i Mm -hmm. mean like and some people argue that it was uh oversaturated and that's kind of like what killed it i could see that but yeah i feel like they could have not done voyager so soon they could (laughs) have no like i liked i like voyager but they could have like Took it, like you know, wind it down, and then you know, two or three years later, then launched Voyager. Yeah, it's true. It would have. I think that would have been a great move. But I think, uh, you know, I guess like, you know, when you're, when you're flowing in the in the uh, ratings, positive ratings, and you're getting a lot of income from you know these endeavors, it's like, what do you do? Why do you hold off for a few years? You know, right. so it's kind of like. It, it is kind of like one of the hardest things. And I think, you know, the same thing happened to Stargate. You know, the Stargate was super popular. Then they made Stargate Atlantis, and that was popular. And then Stargate Universe kind of died. <laughs> and it was like... <laughs> I think you're right. Like, if you don't have a story to tell, necessarily, it's better to wait than to just, you know, tell a story for the sake of, of telling a story. Right. But... At the same time, it's hard to ignore this wave that's in front oh, of yeah, you. Oh, yeah, and I mean, I guess, like, excitement, yeah. Voyager launched with UPN, you know? 
Right. Like it was a huge thing, you know? So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is, is UP, do you know, is UPN still around today? I don't is it even... think so. It might be, but it's not <laughs> like the UPN of that time. Definitely That not. time. Yeah. Let me check and see here. UPN, does it still exist? Let's see. <laughs> the United Paramount Network. Yeah, makes sense. And if I'm not... If I'm not, are you checking online as well? I'm just looking at the discovery, like, uh, blurb thing. Okay, according to... It's owned by CBS, so maybe UPN just evolved into... Uh, it was replaced by the CW, which is actually really successful. Oh, that's weird, I thought. I guess that makes sense. I always thought the CW was a WB. Like a Warner Brothers thing, but I guess not. Yeah, it might. I I guess it says it's replaced by, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's like the same Paramount mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's probably Warner Brothers because of all the. Doesn't Warner Brothers have the rights to all like the, the Flash and those mm -hmm. shows? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Supergirl. But it was dissolved in 2006. Hmm. So no. Nine year, nine years ago. I mean, sorry, it was. Yeah, it was dissolved in 2006, so yeah, UPN is no more. Now, I'm not even and, sure if, like, Spock or any of the original crew would be allowed to be on the show, like, on the series. Oh, is that right? I yeah. thought CBS... Well, CBS has the rights to the TV. Right, but all those characters are universal movie characters. So Well, I think, Par I think Paramount can, make, can use those characters... In films, mm -hmm. and CBS can use those characters in TV. All right. I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm not exactly way, sure yeah. how the licensing or the rights go, but I'm pretty sure that they can, if they wanted to, they could use okay. the characters. Pretty well, sure. It can happen, well, but. maybe not. Hopefully, eh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think that wraps up our discussion about Star Trek Discovery. Um, unless you have anything more to add, but I, I think um, I'm good. No, I'm good. We hashed cool. a lot of stuff out. Yeah, I think we talked. We had a great conversation. Um, and so I look forward to getting back to our rewatching of Star Trek: The Next Generation, yeah. and uh, I'll see you on the next episode. And until then, uh, live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Oh.